You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on BingeMedia.net. And now, the Binge Sportscast. Into the windup in his first offering. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Did I ever tell you, you look like a penis with a little hat on? You play ball like a girl! Price is wrong, bitch. The Binge Sportscast is back today. Been a while since it went away. Talking sports out of Detroit and NJ. With your hosts, TM and PJ. It all started in a Cavanshire town. Talking sports while just driving around. Then to Moe's where we had a few rounds. Where Lollapalooza's love child. Binge Sports is back in town. Big sports is back in town. Big sports is back in town. Big sports is back in town. Sweet You have a problem with that. Hello? You play to win the game. Playoffs? We'll talk about playoffs. I fucking love you, Welcome, everybody, back to the Binge Sportscast. <laughs> BingeMedia.net, Binge Sportscast. It's been a while. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. Uh, it's our first night, our first show. Yeah. First show. First show ever. Uh, man, it's been we a like while. Yeah. A lot of hockey tonight. We really like hockey. Yeah. We are, we're, we're fully engrossed in this uh, Islanders game that's happening right now. Sorry. We're getting distracted. But welcome everybody. Cool? It's cool how they all skate on skates on the ice. It's it's interesting. I'm amazed how they stop, man. It's like yeah. crazy. Just get ready for the Olympics. That's all. Uh man, it feels good to be back, though, everybody. Uh, as I was trying to say before, I was so rudely interrupted, TM. Sorry, Sorry. new mic. I just want to talk the entire show. I'm just very excited. Very new gear. Excited. Got some gear. Feel like I just got a new guitar. That's right. So, so new life. It's a new me. Uh, but I'm PJ since I haven't been on the show for about six weeks, in case any of you forgot. And as always, joined by my main man, TM. TM, how's it going, dude? It's going great, man. I am enjoying a Bell's Brewery official hazy IPA. Ooh. And damn it, they are delicious. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, no, doing great. Um, been watching a lot of sports, which um, at this time of year, you know, it's usually Mets, but I've been pretty locked into the basketball. And um, yeah, like you said, um, that actually wasn't a lie, what you just said. I am watching the Islander Bruins game. I'm not sure if you also have it on, but I am actually watching it. Local uh, local team looking to pull the upset in this series. So yeah, Is that, just, you know, that's still you know a thing. Where I'm at. Hockey? Hockey is still a thing? Yeah, yeah, oh. it honestly is. Oh. But with the, you know, I got the, we talked a little bit pre-show, I got a 20-month-old son right now, so uh, the terrible twos have come early, and so... Yeah, you were begging you know, to get the, on the mic tonight, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> by the time he goes to sleep, you know, we could get an hour show in, maybe, or sometimes my wife just goes to bed, and then I you're on, place, you're a, on bed, a, I place a bed on a 10.30 tip-off NBA game and fall asleep on the couch five minutes later, so there you Perfect. go. There you go, there you go. 
Uh, but yeah, no, man, it feels good to be back. We uh, we had a little bit, or I guess we and I had a little bit of a hiatus. Um, had gone on a family vacation, now totally ingrained in youth sports, which I won't bore anybody with, uh, but it takes up a lot of time. But I'm perfectly happy with that, um, being able to be out of the house, right? And yeah. do anything except sit in my house. So I feel and, bad for Jim Law and everybody else that is oh, stuck, rough. quarantined, or where, wherever you're at if you're in that situation because that is – I'm just – I'm done with this shit, dude. I, like, told my wife, like, I'm done. I'm just done. Like, let's go. Yeah, it's – What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, we're there. We're, we're – I mean, you know, we're getting to the shore. Carrie's working again. Um, we're getting, you know, getting together with friends that have kids around our son's age. So getting him out, I mean, the full first year of his life, you know, year and a half of his life was spent indoors because of COVID. So yeah, I feel you. It's, you know, viva la summer. It's been good so far. It's been hot as hell here too. Real humid. Um, so, but all welcome, all welcome, uh, conditions and just getting out of the house. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now you also mentioned to me pre-show, that you play uh, golf weekly, which is just fantastic. Yes. I myself have played once, but um, yeah, that was well. That was the one like stipulation with me doing uh, like coaching little league baseball is I'm not coaching on Thursdays because I need to golf, and we missed it last year. It's like the one escape we get from work from the family you know i leave the house i leave work in quotes leave the house at 3 30 and go drink three beers and play nine holes and it's great you know it's uh it's been it's been (laughs) sounds great (laughs) and it was it was weird the first year that i played right so anybody that's 20 between the time when you're 16 and so you get a real job, you always walk golfing, right? Because you don't want to pay the money for the carts. You're playing the municipal courses, whatever. And then there comes a point in your life where you make enough money. You're like, I ain't fucking walking. Like, fuck that, right? <laughs> so, and then there's obviously some courses that don't let you do that. But I go to the first, this is like three years ago. I go to the first uh, meeting, or the first meeting, the first week of the golf league. And everybody's fucking walking. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, this is golf. You get in a cart. You put your beers in the cart. Jesus, people. Go back to your shanties. (laughs) And now it has just turned like, and I I guess I tell everybody, it's like, yeah, it's just my way to be an excuse for me to drink, you know, a thousand calories in beer in nine holes and five beers later, I'm good to go. So I hoof it. I carry like five clubs in my bag because I don't need anything else and five beers. It's perfect. Man. Nice. Oh I man. It. I got to get this in my life. Yeah. Must, must. And it's, it's, uh, if anybody doesn't, so TM and I both follow, there's an Instagram page called Zyre golf. And if you oh, don't yeah. follow it, you should. But one of the things that is a continuous joke on the site is like, the joke about how long a round of golf play like takes, right? And it's always like when you know when 
John's wife finds finds out that the round of golf did not take eight hours, right? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, it's his yeah, wife yeah, going yeah. crazy. Or they always show dudes like there was one the other day where a guy was like, like Jimmy uh, brought his hard hat and his uh, you know safety vest so that he could call his wife on, or just in case his wife called him on FaceTime and they scan over to him and he's like staying in front of a stream with his hard hat and his safety vest on facetiming with his wife i'm like man these guys and it's awesome and it's absolutely correct right especially when you have kids like we've talked before tm a six hour round of golf like that's just not in the books anymore or in the cards i guess you'd say it's got to be an outing yeah i mean like yeah you know if i if i leave the house at 7 30 okay still be cool if i come home at like 3 30 that's like uh. but yeah golf is the one escape uh, it's a very good escape, and I would highly recommend to anybody that even if you don't golf, go sit in a cart and drink beers for three hours. It's great. Yeah, you could just come along. Speaking of golf, I did, TM, just get the email from the Masters about ticket, um, like lottery registration. Oh, here we go. So if you haven't done it, you've got two weeks to throw in your name in the hat for master's tickets for next year. That's my PSA. Uh, So week three of the NFL is um, Dolphins at Raiders. So my father's, you know, my father, my brother, youngest brother and I are Dolphins fans. My middle brother is a Raiders fan. So it's also the same weekend as my parents' 45th wedding anniversary. So we get down to the shore last weekend, and my father starts presenting his grand plan. Oh, I love this. That we all go to Vegas oh, for the I, game. Now, I was my totally thinking inside. Oakland. I completely forgot about Vegas. This is yeah, amazing. Vegas. So amazing. Um, Carrie's inside, and I'm like, Dad, this is a really good idea. But I don't think we're going to make it. And he's like, oh, why not? Your in-laws can come up from North Carolina, stay for a few days, and you guys can come out. And I'm just like, <laughs> love the idea. Pretty sure it's not going to happen. And then Kerry comes out, sits down. He tells it again, and there's just silence. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I said, I turned her. I go, yeah, I said it probably wouldn't happen. And she's like, nah, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> but then she wants me to go to Buffalo Halloween for dolphins at bills and i'm like no why would i subject myself to that torture well that would be brutal brutal i i don't i hate halloween as it is now you want to put me in that environment no fucking way no so anyway that's you just made me think of that with the master. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna enter that for the hell of it. Even if I can't, could I transfer you my tickets if I ended up scoring them and couldn't go? Or is it like, ah, uh, yeah, but whatever. I think if you, you know what, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Because if I'm getting, I think them, I'm if you win them, I think if you win them, they're yours. Mm. But dude, I just took a huge shot of tequila. <laughs> I just Let's fucking burped talk up some so much shit in my mouth. So. <laughs> There's a drop for you. <laughs> By the way, I just saw that your Mets scored 14 tonight. That doesn't do anybody any good in the Baker's dozen. Okay. <laughs> Another good story I got for you. Just texted my cousin Nick, who has the Mets. 
And I said, yo, 11-1 Mets looking for more. Top nine. Bing, three-run homer. <laughs> oh, he's going to fucking kill me. Terrible. No, he just sent me a text. <laughs> he's... <laughs> Uh, it's a great pool. It really is. I love it. I love it. And I, I have like you're the worst it. You're team. In it. You're not. Oh, listen, no. you should be focused on the 10 straight scores right now. Yeah, that's, that's what That's it is, the right? one. So then you get your money back plus some and then you let yeah. it ride. You know, then it's just all about luck, really. And I remember last year you told me, listen, man, that zero, that zero is a number, right? That zero is a big, that's that 13 is a number. That zero is also a number. So, yes. And, and Seattle took it right away. I was like, all right, I'll take it. Yeah. But you don't right. have a team like the Dodgers, for you know, for instance, just not score two runs for, right. I mean, the first round, they didn't score two at all, I don't believe, right. in six weeks. The first round ended in six weeks. It was insane. But Crazy. Yeah, it's a great pool. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Very cool. Very cool. Um, well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the gist of everything that's going around here. I'm... Uh, it's, what are you drinking? So I finished Oss. Oh, jeez. I finished Oss. Nice. Oss. <laughs> uh, a little bit of Jameson to kind of get the the night rolling. And now there's another. It's not quite as big as Bell's or Founders probably that you also see. Michigan Brewery. But there's the third biggest, I think, in Michigan is Shorts Brewery. And hmm. they have like one of their... Session IPAs, I guess, are the low cal, low carb IPAs called Lil Huma, and it's delicious. And that's what I'm got. And then I'm going to some sort of mixed drink of some sort that's sitting in this big tumbler of mine. So you said shorts, that's what it's called, shorts brewery. Yes, shorts, interesting. So, like shorts, like, but it's the guy's last name, Jim Short, and it's okay, his brewery. So, shorts brewery. I mean, you know, I love Bell's. I've had Founders, of course. Um, I'll look around for shorts now. Something yeah. new. Shorts is I've real been good. Getting, I'm into Cape May. I don't know if you would have the. It's you know Cape May, New Jersey. Um, so they got Cape May Brewery. A lot hmm. of no. a lot of beers I've been getting introduced to so far this summer already. Really delicious, and they have a session, which you call it like a locale. I guess so, but to me. When I think of a session, I think of it more as low. Alcohol, right. Alcohol, ABV, because, right, you're talking about drinking a Bell's, everything's going to be six plus, and then you get there. What's the Bell's? uh, Two-Hearted, right? No, no, Two-Hearted's. Their normal IPA. Stronger, yeah, so the one, the Lighthearted. So Lighthearted, so, okay. That's like four point, you're under 5%, really, because they eat, like, the Cape May one I have downstairs is 4.6, and I was like, no, no, I'm like, I'm drinking the officials tonight. So, that's what, so, they first started... Beer talk, everybody. So, right, the first was they they did sessions, which were low ABV, but essentially you're drinking a you're drinking a an IPA or some sort of wheat beer that's five percent or four and a half percent, but like 250 calories and 50 carbs, whatever. Then they said, well, why why can't we do the same thing, but like make it like a light beer, right? So now the like lighthearted isn't just a session IPA, but it's also only like 110 calories. They're trying to compete with the Miller Lights and the Mick Ultras, but still give that IPA flavor. Right. Anyway, and that's what 
I'm drinking the shorts version of that. Gotcha. Okay. And the idea really being, hey, you can drink 10 of these on the golf course and it'll be more like drinking five of your normal selection. So enjoy. (laughs) You're just going to piss a lot more. Absolutely. It's, you know what, I I call it tailgate beer, right? Because I'm not going to go tailgate and drink seven two-hearteds or no whatever you whatever your local place is or local beer is or um you know a sierra nevada anything like that because i'll be on my ass and i'll throw up all over the stadium like my brother did it's really cool (laughs) sounds like a good time (laughs) worst day ever it's like see ya i guess we're leaving you just threw up all over the people in front of you (laughs) hey luke see ya (laughs) <sighs> All right, uh, let's get into some kind of content, right, TM? Um, yeah. Hey, what do you, you want to you want to talk about? Some right, so let's start. Let's start with TV, and then uh... <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing? I don't, do I watch TV? What am I watching on TV right now? Now let's get into the NFL news because there's there's two. Two notes I'm very excited to chat with because like, okay. it's all you've been hearing about this week and, and one of them the whole offseason. So let's get into some of that. Let's play this. We're talking about the NFL. Pre-season. the Lombardi Trophy. Awesome. NFL. Awesome. Anyone but Brady. The NFL. Off-season. check suck my balls. The NFL. What's amazing is that works really well still. Of course. I'll just change it. There you go. We've got another three months of this. <laughs> oh, it's crazy, right? That is that is what's crazy about all this is the NFL never goes away. I mean, just it just doesn't, man. They've got it down to a science. You can't you can't fault them on it. They really they've they've got it mapped out. They've got us all brainwashed for twelve basically, you know, ten out of the twelve months of the year. You get a break in March and then they slap you with the draft. It's eleven months. And even if you if you want to be involved in March, you can be. It oh, just yeah. it just repeats in April essentially, so there's no real reason to. Well, the problem with Super Bowl to draft is you can you can lose yourself in it because it's just ru- the rumor mills are just oh, yeah. out of control. Yeah, that's that you can in so many trades and so many this and so many that none of it ever happens. You got to be you got to be you got to keep your head up on that stuff. You know that shit's not going down. So the last time we talked NFL was just post draft, I think. Maybe I don't even know. Did we talk post draft? Probably uh, not. Uh, no, I think, we talked, <laughs> I think yeah. we talked pre draft. We talked pre draft, and then you went on and six vacations, and yeah. Chad and I did a basketball show. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, I don't want to rehash any of that, but yeah, we never talked. You know. In general, I guess, TM, what are your thoughts on the offseason so far? I mean, we never talked like Darnold and like him leaving and any of that stuff. I mean, I don't want to go back and rehash it all, but what sticks out in your mind right now in this offseason that is the big news? Well, you know, quickly from the from the personal standpoint, you know, all the Dolphin news is, is just, you know, it's a different report every day on Tua. And it's just the newest one was uh, two was only at 60 percent last year, yada, yada, yada. So as pumped as I am coming off a 10 win season, um, I still have to take the wait and see approach to my team. But 
the trust I have in our head coach is something I don't know if I've ever felt as a fan because go back to the Don Shula days, I was a little too young and it was really just, you know, you trusted, it was all about Marino. So, um, at least from my age, you know, so yeah, it's, you know, it's really about Tua, you know, is what's he going to be at a hundred percent? Can I say, you know, again, I can't believe I just said that like 15 fucking times anyway. <laughs> so, um, but from an overall league perspective, we have very cur- a current trade we'll talk about. But before that, I want to skip over that real quick. God damn it, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we got to hear oh. about this fucking guy every single week. And isn't this just I, what he maybe wants? Maybe you tell me what where are we at right now because I honestly thought he was going to bail. But I just you, you know when thinking about that when it was all first coming out, you would just think, come on. He's not really going to leave Green Bay, but every report – and it was all rumor. It was all pre-draft stuff again, you know, and that whole rumor time. And I was just like, oh, maybe he's going to leave. So I, I don't know what is going on there. It, it's it's He's become an annoyance, honestly. Yeah. I'm kind of sick of Aaron Rodgers. I know you've been sick of him your whole life, but I'm, I'm there now. Well, yeah, now it's for different reasons, right? I mean I was sick of right, him because right. he was too good, and now he's just – like I think he loves it. I honestly think that he just loves this attention. National attention. Yeah, it's not good enough to be, you know, considered, you know, uh, you know, by some, you know, top 10 or top 20 quarterback of all time, whatever you want to say, but one of the best in the league now and he just wants the attention and th- this is the way to get it. I think there's no way that he sits out Right, I know he hasn't shown up to OTAs, but he's also thirty. I don't know, whatever six thirty-seven. Six, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's doesn't feels like he probably doesn't need to show up. But it's like at the same time, why don't like just have the conversation with your organization? Be like, all right, I'll show up, and but I don't really want to do anything. Um, but I understand there was a there was something that came out. And I think probably sent it to you guys sent it to you guys right after the draft was. Over like the last 10 years or 10 drafts, the Packers have selected like two offensive players in the first two rounds, one of which was the quarterback or something. I mean, it's something insane. So I understand where he's coming from that his. But you know what? For a long, for a lot of his career, it wasn't offense that they needed. They needed defense. So they were right. doing what they should. I mean, they were doing what needed to be done to improve the team. Yeah, you're absolutely I, I, right. That's, I, that's what I think, and I and I also think um, what you're saying about him loving the attention. You're right, and it's there's more to it though. They they weren't supposed to lose in the NFC. Of they course. were they were supposed to win the NFC, and they didn't. And it was a bad loss. And you can blame the coach for kicking the field goal instead of going for it on fourth down when you needed eight fucking points because you know what, Rodgers? You sucked that day. Oh, by the way, that's my favorite, like, Tom Brady, like, jabbing at him. I don't know if you saw that or not, but it's hilarious. Did you see that? Uh, no, please tell me. I'm, so, I'm <laughs> and now I'm trying to um, – there was some Twitter exchange – and it, it goes, oh, the Bryce, oh, we got to talk about this. 
I no no I know you're talking about Deschamps. We'll get to that at the, yeah. at the end. Yeah. Uh, well, listen. Regardless, it doesn't I, you matter, don't yeah. go. You don't have to go digging for no. it. But I think that's what it is. I think that the media attention he was receiving when his season ended was not what he had planned, and so he's got to play the baby role. It's the same thing that um, Mr. MVP up in Seattle's doing. Yeah, what's his name? Yeah. I'm, I'm at that West, drunk point that I'm Russell not Wilson. Anybody's yes. name? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's another one. I thought who? Uh, I just got ahead of us ourselves a little, but I was yeah. going to say there was those heavy rumors that Julio was going to go there, um, which I think would have made a big difference. But yeah, Rogers, go go fuck yourself, man. Yeah, I think I that's agree. that's really where I'm at with him. I totally agree. Like just just get just over play yourself. and shut just up. Play or don't. Play or don't. Right. Like my the, thought process, and this comes from a uh, fantasy owner in two leagues, but Devonte Adams, if Rodgers doesn't play, what is that? What goes through that guy's head? Oh my god! Or what's I mean, going through his head right now? He is like the number one receiver in the NFL now after Michael Thomas shit the bed last year. Yep. Now to what? What does he go to? He would be an afterthought. He would have to demand a trade if Rodgers openly announced he wasn't going to play. I mean, you have to, and I would respect him for it. I, that is, and that is, and I, and the, everything that has come out this past week is that ever like that he's backing Rogers, right? Whatever. Cause you have to, right? You can't have Rogers not on your side when, when he decides to come back. And if, if there's a reason that, you want to believe that he's coming back, that's it. The fact that the other best players on that team are like have his back, it means he's coming back at some point. Mm. That yeah. Green Bay's not, you know... Because if Adams was smart, he wouldn't put himself in a situation where, you know, he's going he's gonna to get the fan base against him, essentially. Right, so right. he just backs up his quarterback for now. And then if Rodgers decides, which I don't think he will... But if he decides to retire or not show up, then, you know. Goal. Yeah. <laughs> two empty netters for the Islanders. Oh, Game over. 6-2. Uh, imagine. So, you know, my cousin, my brother-in-law, big Packer fans, they own. They're technically owners of the sure. team, right? They own stock. They have right? their, yeah. So who, who is Rogers mad at right now? Isn't he essentially a mad, mad at the fan base because they own him? They own the team. Yeah. I don't I mean, understand. What... Oh, oh, God, he's mad yes. at something, you know. But and and maybe it's it's like we, we talked about on this show. It's people getting in his ear about not winning another, another Super Bowl. Right? He will be well, the guy. He'll be like he'll be a like Dan Marino, except not instead of one. He doesn't. He should have had two. two yeah. Right. I don't know, man. Fuck him. I hope he goes. Because then, well, he, God, I mean, he probably should have had two. He probably should have had two. But who has two? You know, I mean, uh, Breeze just retired. He doesn't have two. Yeah. The problem is because Brady has 100. Right. It's yeah, ruined absolutely. all these guys that have played for the last 20 years. Well, I mean, got, well the one. thing is, guys that are less talented than him, like Roethlisberger, for instance, mm-hmm. have two. So, but better coaching, better, better defense, yeah, better, just better uh, organization. Com- complimentary players. Yeah. yeah. 
So yeah, All fuck, right, so, whatever. So fuck Julio, Rogers. Julio, yeah, Julio Jones. So this okay. has been going on Here's, since before the draft, right? That he would be traded, correct, or that he was yeah. unhappy, right? Okay, right. Okay. Now, if you can give me two minutes of your time, explain to me what the Falcons are actually doing because. Are they rebuilding? Because I hear rebuilding, <laughs> but then Matt Ryan is still your quarterback. Because I believe Julio Jones at 32 years old, all right. I mean, uh, to me, it's not a huge deal that he's off the Falcons. I, yes, he helps the Titans, but Ridley was the man. I completely agree. I right? kind of and, forgot. And then be that... a fantasy owner. Yeah, be a fantasy owner like I was two of the last three years. And you know, the guy gets his catches, but he never played 16 games, and he never got in the end zone. So, listen, I'll be the first to tell. I mean, you don't need two elite and like Tennessee. I mean, I saw him. I don't know if it was NFL memes or whatever. Yes, it was. It was the one that said, "I know exactly what you said." Mean. This one, they like, handed it off to. Uh, yeah. Henry, yeah, one yeah. you know, one two punch, and then this is what the Titans do, and it's handing off to Derrick Henry. Yeah, it's completely true. Um, you don't need two. I'm sorry, but you just don't need two receivers in the NFL. Like two, it, wor- it works for the Titans because you've already got Brown, who is your number one. So now a 32 year old Julio Jones, if healthy, is a incredible number two receiver for Tannehill to throw his slightly inaccurate passes and have a guy that can grab him. Yeah, you got two I, guys that can grab him now. I absolutely agree with you. I'm yeah. What I'm saying is kind of on the Falcons side of things, but this goes to oh, your right. question about like what right, are right. they doing right? Because they had the fourth pick in the draft. Everybody thought they might take a quarterback. What are they doing with Matt Ryan? And this is when I look at my organization and I'm like, okay, there's some sort of plan at least, right? Like you're getting away from what is not working. And in Atlanta, Matt Ryan, I'm sorry, like you're older than Stafford. You had your shot, and now go be a backup somewhere, right? So I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm I'm not sure why it took so long uh, for him to get dealt. Um, I guess they, you know, got the best that they could at the time, or you know, after after the time. And I just think his value is. I think he's been overvalued at his age. Yeah, you might be right. And his injury stat are constantly injured. Yeah. So they probably thought they held out for what they, you know, they probably wanted more than what they got. I don't even know what they got. Honestly, I just know he's a Titan. <laughs> Honestly. And I know Corey Davis is a jet. So there you go. We'll see how that all plays out. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, you know, it's, it's good for Tennessee. It's, um, it's good that, uh, I'll know. tell you what though, Julio Jones doesn't play defense. So that, that team's still, you know, you could you could try to outscore everybody, but you got to play some day, and that team plays no day. So <laughs> it's, I'm still not afraid of that of, of anyone in that division. Let's just put it that way, which is good. Yeah. Uh, now you guys talked a little bit on Islanders advance. By the way, hockey on the binge sportscast. Is that the Islanders to the? Is that to the, the Stanley Boston Cup Finals? Bruins. No, they're going to play. Oh my god, so many games! I think they're playing Tampa. 
Oh, I could literally. I had to ask TM if hockey. I don't was. even know. I honestly don't even know. There's something <laughs> weird because of co- there's something strange. I heard a weird interview on sports radio. Something because of COVID and the Canada. You know, they're really not allowing teams to go play in Canada still. So there's some weird COVID shit still going on as far as travel. And, oh, uh, but I, but I, oh I think they God. just moved to the semis. Sorry. Doesn't matter. They won. No, I'm watching the Tigers. You will not believe what just fucking happened. Oh, my but, God. Enlighten me because I can't wait. You just reminded me of something else we have to talk about. So bottom of the ninth. So Miggy. Oh, my God. So Miggy gets up, hits a single, gets pinch run for. Is it snowing? Or it is not snowing. Snow? Okay, just check. Um, just check. One out, runner on first. I don't even know who was batting. Whatever. Lines a shot to left field. Ball is going out. Ball gets robbed two feet above the fence, and the guy that's on first gets thrown out to be doubled up. Uh. Inning over, extra inning. Like, that was um, the ninth. Oh god! So the now you gotta sit there and deal with that bullshit runner on second nonsense. Oh, oh, oh don't get me started. Maybe this is a good segue. Maybe it's a good segue. Should we talk about some baseball? Yes, we're not going to talk about oh. the quadricep <laughs> obsession that Chad say. Yes. We were gonna. So everyone listening, we were gonna have Chad C on, but we canceled on him twice, <laughs> and he couldn't make it tonight. But it's probably for the best because he's. He has some online obsession with everybody's quadriceps in the NFL. I guess that's what everybody's Instagramming. PJ and I don't care. So no. we're going to just move on from that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, but, yes, that's uh, – You want to talk baseball or you want to brush over some NBA quick and then get to uh, – uh, You just brought up something. You tell me. Think, whatever whatever your passion is. last because the drunker I am, the better. For two things we have You said to baseball last? Baseball. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. Let's do this. Still my favorite drop of all time. Talented, that guy. Who's that singing? I don't know. It's talented. Very good. Very good. John <laughs> Tesh and TM Collab. Let's go. <laughs> I'm feeling oh. country lately because all I watch is cars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pixar nice. cars movies. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think Kerry can recite all three in order. Little, uh, uh, who is it? Show uh, Crow, Shania. Show Crow opens it. Then you yeah. got the cover of uh, Life is a Highway. Yeah. I did the sounder for that for the big show for mm-hmm. uh, Google Voice. Yeah. It's everything here. TM's now making uh, sounders of Pixar soundtracks, everybody. That's right. Hey, listen, go with what you know. <laughs> so I wrote uh, in the show notes about the NBA. So first off, I haven't been on the show and since the playoffs, and I'm putting those in quotes, the playoffs started. Playoffs? Playoffs? Like, like can can you explain? Did you guys talk about this? Because, no, I didn't listen to you. If and you're Chad talking talk. about the play, and yes, we we that's pretty much why we jumped on, because I was Got excited it. to talk about it. Good. 
All right. Well, I won't bring it up. All I will say is what? What the fuck? Did I know. You guys, did you guys like it? I understand that you didn't understand it, but I got it. I just want to say this to you and then we can move on from it. But to be honest with you, because of the play in tournament is probably why I have been paying attention to the NBA playoffs. Like they they got they got me involved and then I ended up staying involved through the first round and the Knicks. Okay, so was it because it was like Lakers and well, the Lakers like, certainly. Well, helped, the Warriors I, first, right? The Warriors, and then the lay like Steph Curry and the Lakers, like that game. Yeah, that was a big night. Yeah, but the I whole just, idea of it had a had a NCAA tournament vibe where it wasn't okay. technically one and done. It was in certain in some of the games, you know, and it uh, it worked, man. It really did. I think. Um, under different circumstances, if it would have started earlier in the year, which it normally would have. Um, listen, it, it worked. It worked for ratings. It worked for me. It worked for a lot of the nation as far as the NBA is concerned. So I think you're going to see it back. But why? Like what? Like you play. Well, it, it's, it's, it's OK. Equate it to the wild card in MLB. They needed more teams to take the end of the season, the last seriously, quarter right. of the season seriously. Right. But, okay. but then you just fucking play like played seventy two games. I mean, this was a shortened season, but why? Yeah, but baseball shortened plays one hundred and sixty two. Yeah, but they play you know, every day. You know, like, all I'm saying right, is right, right, right. No, you're okay. That's a good okay. That's a good counter to what I just said because yeah, the NBA spaces out their games ridiculously. I mean, and and what were I don't even know like what the ten seed records were. I mean, I for, all I know is forever. Forever. No, they were pretty bad. Like the Wizards were, I think, four under and ended up making, ended up winning the plan. Right. And it's, it just. But it, but it also is Westbrook. I mean, that's a big star that you get to have on TV then for another, you know, six games because they got swept. My problem is, is that it's still like there's no chance in basketball. I mean, very little. I shouldn't say no. But the best teams in basketball are going to win their Yeah, but the, the eighth-seed Knicks, the Sprewell-Allen Houston-led eighth-seed Knicks beat the one-seed Heat. And okay. I'll always remember that. Great. It was one Alonzo time. and uh, Tim Hardaway. So. But we're talking about – you're, you know. you're kind of you bringing mean. up the NCAA tournament. And yeah, a one, I mean, clearly now a 16 has beaten a one, but yearly you're getting upsets at 13 seeds, 12 seeds, a lot of 12 seeds, 14 seeds, you know, sometimes 15s, one time 16. All I'm saying is forever, forever, I've been told how bad the East sucks, how bad the bottom half of the East is terrible. That Always. the seeds, you know, five through ten don't deserve to do it. Five through eight don't even deserve to be in the playoffs. That we should have twelve teams from the West. And I think it's three through eight this year, right? <laughs> I mean, Milwaukee's terrible. <laughs> and now we're just adding two more teams. It just—I understand that there is that point of wanting to make them care at the end of the season. But we, I mean, we kind of bitched last year about the, like, 
major leagues. Like that's the best part of major leagues is September. And with as you're expanding the playoffs, it just becomes less and less important. You know, I don't know. Well, I, uh, I mean, I don't know. But I'll just hear, like, try to hear what I just said to you. No, is fuck the you. play-in tournament made me actually give a fuck about the first round, where normally the first round of the NBA is a complete joke. So, but did you care about? Know. Okay. I, you cared about the play-in round, but did you care about the first round? Well, I did because the Knicks were in it. Okay, well. Right, right. So. Because. It's as tough. The sh- the sh- they shouldn't have that many teams in, period. You well, know? That's, that's my whole point. Like, yeah, I'd be cool with the play-in. Of, the percentage of, team, of NFL teams that get in is far less, and baseball, is far less than NBA. And the NFL and the NHL is the same structure. Right. So eight, 16 teams is crazy. It's half the half. league. So so now you're right. I mean, from that aspect, I completely agree with you. It's just too much. I would but be like, cool. How do, you, how do you rectify that then from an NBA standpoint? Because if you lessen the amount of teams that make the, the postseason, then you're just you're just diminishing the, the, know, regular the need season. for the second half of the regular season. Anyway, and then on top of that – I don't know why. Maybe you could tell me. Why did I expect the first round of the NBA playoffs to be five games? Because it was at one point, right? Now it's back to seven. I mean, that's long. I know. And the Knicks played game one. The Knicks played game one against the Hawks, and then there was two days off. What the fuck is going on? Well, and that's exactly it. It's it's just so long. It's so drawn out. Because you have to give the teams – the you don't you don't want to make like a first round matchup like a one versus an eight three games right because then it then becomes there could, be a, there could be a problem yeah because then there then you're really saying like so we played this whole season so that we lose two of three and all of a sudden we're out we've won 70 games or whatever you know right 55 games and yeah yeah, yeah. should happen but but that's how the tournament does it right i mean mm-hmm. Hundred percent. No, you're right about that. Yes. I don't know. I don't know what the fix is, but I don't think this is it. As much as like I and I agree. I was I watched more of the play-in games than I did the first round games. Right. Right. But it's still to me. I'm I'm just looking, and that was more like I said right off the top. That was more because LeBron and. Steph and the Warriors than anything else. I honestly couldn't even tell you who it was in the East. So if you can get, if you like we did the best series you got in the first round though, was actually it was the four five. It was the Clippers and the Mavericks. An unbelievable series, honestly. And then the Portland uh, Denver series, which I think was, uh, was that two or three? Three six. Also phenomenal. Right. Um, so there, there was intrigue in the first round. It was all West Coast, but that's because everybody's good in the West. So, um, but that was it. Was something to watch. I mean, uh, Chad's boy Luca is averaging forty points. Yeah. Just every every away team won through the first six games, and uh, Kawhi just decided to play. The lat, you know, 
the last two games of the series. Yep. Um, but you know, overall, and what the what the first round could really tell you, and and it's just, I mean, I'm I'm just repeating what we've all known forever. It's such a star driven league, and it it that's really what it's all about. The match, you know, like if we start talking about the Nets Bucks, which I was so amped to watch the series, I was just so excited. I thought it was going to be so close, and. <laughs> the fucking Nets won game two by like 39 points or something right. crazy. Like it's a, without Harden, Harden getting hurt and they just destroy him two straight games. And I don't see anybody beating that team. I mean, my, yeah. my synopsis of the NBA playoffs at this point is who the fuck is beating Brooklyn? Cause that's, Durant is just that good. Yeah. Um, that's, and, and that's a, I, I kind of said in our show notes, all these guys who are playing great, you know, Luca, Damian Lillard, even Giannis, I mean, they, they need help. And if you don't have that second or third guy at this point, it's really tough. And we'll see. I don't know. Houston, Houston, Phoenix and, and uh, Utah are two very interesting teams to me now, like finally watching them because, you know, Donovan Mitchell on Utah. Yep. And then there's other guys, but I mean, he's he is the one guy guy. Um, and then with Phoenix, Phoenix, it's Chris Paul kind of distributing the ball to a bunch of was there Booker, Devin well, Booker, the big yeah, I mean, scorer, but, the scorer, but again, right? like there's they got a bunch of young guys, without right? I mean, big threes, right? Right. But it's also, and that's what I I clipped this picture in our show notes. I like, are you fucking kidding me? Like with these, I know, who's I know, still in here? Kinda look, I'm kind of looking at it right now. But but if you take it from the regular, I mean, you're looking at both number ones, both number twos. Oh, I know, I know. I'm looking at it more of like over the Actually, last the only, twenty the only years. Team that's not a, a top four is is Atlanta at five, and the right. Knicks really didn't belong as a four. Right, but if you were to ever, if you were ever to, to take all the NBA teams and just like rank them in their overall success. Every one of these teams would literally just be in the bottom two thirds. Get out. Oh, foul ball. Sorry. (laughs) I love the passion. I love the passion for the best sport going right now. Yes. Uh, But anyway, it's just, it's the box in Denver. And we've been talking about Denver forever. Same with Utah, just not being able to get it done. You know what I mean? Right. And of course, they're always those. They're, they're always that those two teams. I said it when we were talking to Chad, like later in the season. I'm like, these guys never do shit. They have a chance, though. One of them. I mean, Utah's got a chance to actually go to the finals. Yeah, absolutely. And um, get their ass handed to them by the Nets. <laughs> uh, but with that said, so last night I was watching. Um, the the Denver Phoenix game right last At night Phoenix, last yeah. night was well no last night was Clippers Utah oh it must have been Monday then yeah whatever it was yeah Monday um, Monday was I, I, I was watching both games but both games had fans in the stands and it was like something that I didn't realize that I had missed until you get that like home court feeling right yes like you was it last i can't remember was it last night when utah was down by yeah it was last night 
Utah they, was they down by like, like 15, right? straight shots in the yeah. first quarter. It was crazy. They were down by 15, and they just clawed their way back and just PJ, watching that game. I had the over in that game at 220 and a half. I needed 63 points in the fourth quarter to cover it. Guess how many points they scored? How many? 63. <laughs> it was fucking unbelievable. unbelievable. Awesome. Paul George sticks a meaningless three at the end of the game, and I'm in bed, like, fucking kicking my legs, like, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that was an incredible game for Utah. Yeah. Incredible. It was, it was fun to watch, you know, and that's, and that's why I do like watching these passionate fan bases, you know, like a Utah and like a Denver who've, been there but never gotten to the top and now all of a sudden they're coming back they're one of the last eight left like let's go let's get back in the stands let's get back in the stadium let's root on our team there's no lakers there's no knicks there's no whoever you know and um but it's been fun it's been fun i can't stand that i can't stand that it's 10 p.m and i'm fucking trying to stay up to watch games i know it's tough 10 30 is tough yeah it's rough so the Knicks, uh, speaking about the crowds, so <clears throat> Madison Square Garden, greatest place in the world. So game two, um, I'm checking in. The kid just went down. I'm checking in. It's like they made a run. They were down 10. They looked lethargic for the entire first half, and it just kind of looked like it was like, oh, they're just going to get swept out in this series. And they go on this crazy run, and Obi Toppin has this ridiculous block, and then he hustles to the other end of the court, takes an alley-oop, and the place just explodes. And I grab my remote for the DVR, and I just record the rest of the game. And then we watch whatever shows we're going to watch or whatever, and, and she's like, I'm going to go to bed, and I'm like, I'm going st- to watch something. And uh, I already knew the result of the game. I already knew they won, but I sat and watched like quarter and a half, the final quarter and a half of this game, Oh, my God, the electricity in the Knicks game. It is my first experience of FOMO post-COVID. I'm just like, oh, God, I, this would have easily been worth $300 plus to go to this game. I mean, the place was just electric. And there was no six feet freaking social distancing oh, no. going on. Hell the no. place was rocking man and when i read your show note about the fans being back like i couldn't agree more like it just looks so awesome i'm gearing up to find when i can get out to city field to see a mets game i mean it's got to be a degrom start but uh yeah like very electrifying and it was great to see so and they they completely went out like a lame duck but they were just overmatched trey young just slapped them all over the place instead of like dealing with it and being a bitchy fan. I just took the over on his points every night and uh, made some money. So I love the fact that he like came out as the villain of it. Right. I mean, it was, Oh, they were all over him. It's great. I mean, they gave him such an opportunity too. I mean, they just trashed him the whole first game and he, he won the game. And uh, from there, it was kind of trouble. You just knew as a Nick fan, I'm like, oh, they're fucked. And Randall couldn't do <laughs> shit. They were double and triple teaming him. And uh, so then you got Ro- Jalen Rose excels in game two, looks good in game three, but they still lose. And then he ran out of gas. And, and it, it was just, I mean, they were very overmatched in the series. And Atlanta's not a terrible team. They've already stolen a game from the Sixers. You know, let's see what they can do at home now coming up this week. But. 
Sixers are a weird team. And Bede's kind of banged up with his knee and stuff. I mean, they're not a lock here. But no, Atlanta, Atlanta winning would just give the Nets an even easier road. Right. The Nets cannot, I mean, offensively just cannot be stopped. Durant is unbelievable. Yeah. I'm and if Durant be. don't feel like doing it, then Kyrie will happily score 30. You know, yeah. it's just like Kyrie's another one. If he wasn't such a mental case, I like him better. I like his yeah, game better. I don't like him better, you know. They're yeah, they're all they're all assholes. They're all idiots. They really idiots. Are. No, you're right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's the NBA. Well, hey, we're, I'll be watching. Yeah, we're gonna right? keep our Every eye night. on it. That's absolutely. We'll have chat on. We'll have chat on after this round, and we'll hear him cry about Luca, and then eventually uh, Jokic being out, so we yeah. can give him oh, that opportunity. Congratulations to him for the MVP. Right. Hey, congratulations to Tom Thibodeau for Coach of the Year. Hey. Woo! Woo! And Rand- Randall, most improved player. The Knicks had a good season, man. That yeah. New York cares again. It's uh, it's, it's good. And it's, I listen, man. You were you were talking about you know paying to go see like when the Pistons in the early two thousands were you know they made it to six straight Eastern Conference Finals. We made it like a a I want to I want to say appointment viewing, but like we made it. Um, a necessity to go to playoff games. So we would buy tickets just to be in that environment. It was, and it was awesome. You know, we'd try to get to a game, uh, you know, a game of five or six, like first round to just be there when they won a series. And, you know, I miss it. I miss it. Especially because all of my teams are fucking terrible. I've seen... Excuse me. I saw the net, the Jason Kidd Nets close out probably Charlotte in the year they went to the finals and lost. And I saw the Knicks close out the Hawks. God, that's got to be eight, nine years ago now. Um, but the NBA, an NBA game could be a really, really good time. You know, watching a good team for sure. Could What's also the thing? be People- a total waste of money. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. People bitch about the NBA. It's like you only got to watch the last five minutes, and or basketball in general. But well, that's how least, I've always been. But, but recently, when you're it's there, been my tune. you're there. No, when you're it's there, always it's exciting, right? Where like baseball, you could literally just sit around for two hours and be like, "Sweet, fly ball, left field." You, you know what I mean? You like fake cheer the deep fly ball that gets caught. You cheer for a double play, but like. Basketball is always there's always something going on. Well, the, one of my biggest complaints watching, which works when you're there, is how they have like arena music playing as the teams are dribbling the ball up the court. And I, no, I remember used to be watching, and I'd be like, "What is going on?" But when you're at the game. It's kind of like, yeah, okay, you're, yeah, like you're kind of at a you club, fired up a for party, it. having a good time. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Hell a lot yeah. More ac- a lot more action every possession in a basketball game than baseball. Yes. But I love baseball, so I, I don't – I mean, I'm locked in to the game when I'm there. You know, it's all about that nine innings. Well, we're going to get to baseball. But first, we are going to get to – TM, we do have one BSV. Uh-oh. And we're back now, people. Hopefully this is a every other week. We're going to put a schedule together here. We'll be back. There's lots of shit going down. and uh, But 
call in with your questions, whatever your thoughts are and all this shit. But for now, we do have one BSV. So let's uh, let's play this, take a breather, and then we'll get to it. Seven zero eight three one six eight eight two two. That's the number. If you don't know it, call us. Give us your thoughts. Let us know what you guys think about the NBA playoffs. Because I don't know. So maybe you like it. Maybe you like that playing shit. Uh, all right. We have one BSV. TM, are you there? Did you go piss? What happened? Oh boy. Wouldn't find out right now. <laughs> so TM just texted me. I had to piss so bad. Just play the goddamn voicemail. TM, I can't. It's 16 seconds long. I'm reading oh, your text sorry. to me as we go. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, it's only Whew. 16 seconds long. So. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, let it Here fly. Here it is. Hey, Benchcast, it's uh, PC. Um, I'm just calling because I forget. Fuck. Yes! Oh my god, that's the best voicemail ever. Yes! <laughs> PC! Literally, PC, you. Summon up the sportscast for the last six weeks. Thanks, PC. You literally picked up your phone, called us, and then just said, I don't know why I called you. I'll that tell you, is... I, want to get a, I want to get a little bit of what he's smoking. <laughs> some good shit right there. <laughs> All right, so let's make up uh, what PC was calling about. Um, he's a Niners fan. Uh, he was I hoping think... Rodgers went to the Niners. But maybe he's a Phillies fan and he's miserable because his team sucks. Um, and they overpaid Bryce Harper. That's for you, Keen. Call in Keen. They're fucking yeah. Phillies. You didn't hear nothing from Alex Keen yet this season because his team can't even get to 500. They're trash. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And, and the uh, N. Wow. Help me out here. What are the two uh, leagues in baseball? The NL. Oh, whoa. I'm thinking of NFC. NL. The NL, NL East is AL. terrible. It's really helping the Mets. have a triple-A roster, and they're in first place. That's how bad. Yeah, Philly, 29-31. <laughs> uh, if we had an MLB uh, sounder, I'd play it right now. But, hey, uh, PC, thanks for the call-in. We do, have an, we do have an MLB sound. Are you ready for it? Yeah. <laughs> Major League, right? Okay, here we go. Baseball. 
baseball. Actually, you know what? I might. Uh, no, I don't. Let's talk about your first uh, note here. All right. You got a pro. You, got, you want? You trying to start some shit? What? The Degrom sucks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> the best pitcher of all time. No, every. I'm obviously fucking kidding, I, but I know it's uh, best start. Best nine. St- First nine start ERA in history. It's crazy. Until it's crazy. he pitches this weekend, and then he's it's the best ten start ERA in history. Yeah, I mean, what is it? Point point six point six two. Yeah, he's under seventy one now. Yeah, it was it was point seven one going into the last start, so he's got to be sitting at. I think it's point six four. How is he That's... not the point six two? Yep, unbelievable. So, Do yourself a favor and watch him pitch if you if you have yet to do it because it's hard for me to watch. I mean, this is a guy – I am a guy that you know will watch every Met game if possible. It's hard for me to watch the other games now because when he pitches, it is like nothing else you've ever seen. Now I mean, he, he was, is that he was lights out, dude. Hurt, right? I mean, like he didn't start the season. Yeah, he left the start in the fourth inning. He just like had some tightness in his lat, so they okay. took him out precautionary, and he, then he went on the IL for ten, and then he came okay. back and like threw a one hitter. Sure. Yeah. So good move. I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, when you're talking 162 game season, I mean, oh, yeah. you gotta deal. It's you gotta deal. We deal with the shit with Syndergaard, the guy. You know, setback after setback. He's got to be the most underrated. Oh, I'm sorry, overrated player we've ever had. I'm so sick of him. Wouldn't it be nice in, in everyday life that, uh, like, be like, yeah, I, I, I just kind of like my my brain kind of hurts a little bit. All right, ten day DL, go yeah. relax. Like, oh, yeah. sweet, sweet. I don't want to spend too much time on fantasy baseball, but I joined Chad C's work league this year and I've got like 50 guys on IL and so does he. And I've texted him. I'm like, I'm not enjoying this. <laughs> Everybody I drafted in the first five rounds doesn't play. What are oh, we doing here? Good for you. Nobody cares about your fantasy. I know, but I'm just saying to, <laughs> I was trying to pile on to the injury. There's a lot of injuries this year in baseball, like a lot. All right, so I don't, I'm going to ask the question. Um, sure. So early in the season, there was a lot of Mets. I don't know, like, like every other year, like hatred or like just, just like, what's happened? Like, let's go, right? So, give me just a, a little bit of a rundown of your Mets, who are now in first place, mind mm-hmm. you, but. How has this season treated your Mets, and how do you feel about what's been happening? Well, we have the best pitcher in baseball. Stroman is an incredible number two so far, right? So we've got a solid one-two punch. We've got uh, Taiwan Walker, who seems to come around like every fourth. I think he would technically be the four right now, just the way the – Rotations worked itself out, but he's been very solid. Like I said, Syndergaard's been having setbacks, so I don't know when we're going to see him, if ever. He might actually be shut down for the year now. Um, And then we got Carrasco in the Lindor trade, and he's about to come back. 
So if he's solid, we're fine. Starting pitching has been incredible. Bullpen's been good. The storyline has mostly been Lindor because he signed the $341 million contract and he has just over the last week gotten his batting average over 200. So that was getting a little scary, but, you know. Look out for that guy. Well, only those who want to completely overreact, you know, were like on the ledge, and that's a typical Met fan. But I just, I just think it's a different era now. We got new ownership. Um, you know, everybody just relax. Let's play the season out. The first month and a half of the season, we had like fifteen cancellations. We never played four games in a week in April. It was a disaster with weather and COVID and everything else. So, the the team's been. Really good, honestly. Uh, been a lot of fun to watch. And, but like I said, DeGrom starts our appointment television and everything else is kind of like a check-in. Hopefully they're doing well. Late in the game, if I have the opportunity to throw it on, it's a close game or they're winning, of course I'm going to do it. Oh, and the other thing is Edwin Diaz has actually been pretty much lights out for the most part as a closer, and that's a huge deal. So, you know, Alonzo's coming on, Lindor's coming on. And all the AAA guys are are doing their part. So, so far, so good. A lot of guys on on the DL. Once they come back, hopefully, you know, we can just keep first place and keep rolling because the rest of the NL East is has completely struggled and somehow given us the opportunity. I just like to be over five hundred. I mean, be at least five over, right? When you're five over, get me to ten over. You know, you look at a team like the Dodgers and, you know, it's August and they're 25 games over 500. That's like, damn, what does that feel like? So I just like, you know, when we're at five, I, I would like to see him get to 10. That's all. I mean, that's the way I look at it at this point of the season. It's not a pennant race yet. It's just playing good baseball because there's just so many games, you know. But I'm feeling good. I'm enjoying it. Awesome. Awesome. Man. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's How about good. you? I mean, what did you say? The Tigers had their first winning month, first time in five years, and that was May? Yeah, something like that. And, and Wow, culminating with that sweep of the Yankees, baby. That's right, baby. And, and, and the, the Tigers are garbage, mind you. But no, they're young and up and coming. Correct. But they have like four or five young and up and coming, like everyday players. And their pitching staff has come around, which is great. They have a lot of really young pitchers. That's what you get when you're, you know, drafting first, second, or third for three years straight. Where's Fulmer? Um, is he even on your team still? He got hurt, right? Um, yeah, they moved him to like the closing role, and he's been fucking dynamite. Oh, but nice. now he's hurt. He's hurt right now, or he's like, you know, he's on the ten day aisle, whatever. Uh, yeah, uh, I, uh, but no, yeah, they, he had, you know. Yeah, that was the Mets. Was that um who was that? Cespedes? Yes, that was right? a Cespedes trade. He was the he was our main piece that went to you. Yeah. I mean he hasn't yeah. Obviously he had the one year in which we should have traded him, we didn't. Then he came back and he sucked and then he got hurt and then he came back and he was terrible. And now they moved him more into a closing role and he was actually doing really well. And now he's back. Now he's got some tightness or whatever, but um we'll see. We'll see. But yes, they started their like season. They were fifteen under five hundred. They were like nine and twenty four after thirty some odd games. And then in May they had their first winning month in a long time and they were 
I think right now they're like 10 under, right? So clearly they, they're doing things, you know, they're going in the right direction. I just wish that I was seeing better guys in the field, you know? Like pitching can hold you on, but the offense is just absolutely abysmal. And half these guys are like journeyman triple A Exactly, journeyman. I was going to say, they guys that are, if you know, if in three years the team is, you know, battling for the division, these guys aren't going to be there. No, exactly. There's there's maybe three guys that will be on this offensive team. And, and the pitching staff is good. So, but it's fine. They keep it entertaining, and um, they just gave up four runs in the uh, top of the 11th to Seattle, who is my Baker's Dozen team, and that put them at nine, which they already have. Fuck you, Well, but they're threatening. No, that's over now. I mean, that's... Oh, really? Sorry. (laughs) They're going to score nine for the second time since it started. Thanks, guys. Ah, that don't get you nothing. Sorry. Yes. Uh, but no, it's been good. It's been fun. They're at least entertaining. They're a little bit competitive, but come July, August, I'll be like, all right, football. Time for football. Yeah, yeah. Now, as far as the um, the ranks of our listeners goes, you've got the surprise San Francisco Giants, Mr. Chad C's team. Yes. Just, uh, you know unbelievably leading the NL West over everybody's darling, the uh, fake World Series reigning champion L.A. Dodgers. So that's something incredible. Yeah, screw that team. And I'm a little disappointed we haven't heard from uh, Mr. Chad D. on his Minnesota Twins, but, I mean, (laughs) they're fucking terrible. What happened to that team? I thought they were good last year. Maybe I should do research, but listen, Yankees last just year, pounding you, the piss out of them again, as usual. If you remember last year, they were this like surprise offensive team. They hit like a thousand yeah, bombs, all the homers, right? Yeah. yeah, and now they're just coming back to earth, saying, "Oh, we're not good." Okay, great. So yeah, they're. I mean, they're behind the Tigers, which it's pretty horrible. Yeah, I mean. The surprises. I mean, Tampa's good again. No surprise. Boston is a surprise. They're they're two games back at Tampa right now, but nobody expected that team to be good. But you know, that's Alex Cora, so yeah. he sits out a year because of fucking garbage can gate or whatever you want to call that shit. And now uh, they're a legit team. And then both Chicago teams are are good. Yeah. Uh, the Cubs have gone on a roll, which was kind of surprising people thought they'd be trading pieces off at the deadline that's now not going to happen and drunk 70 something year old tony la Russa <laughs> with the white Sox. it's fascinating honestly yeah. if, if you wanted to like delve into articles and read about what's going on out there i mean it's just a bunch of young dudes that nobody like they don't listen to them yeah one of the guys it was it tim anderson he said oh yeah he's like oh tony's like our dad that we don't listen to the like, thing what's is, what, really going on in that clubhouse? The thing, the White Sox have always been, they they just never, they, they never hit like where the Tigers hit. They never hit that bottom, right? They just kind of re, they they always, they had that that phase of where they, they weren't competing, but they just weren't the bottom they of the barrel. Completely right? bottom out, right, right. 
And and so they they retooled they, you know I, I and I don't know you know I don't know if that's that's management I don't know if you know it's players I I don't know I don't know enough about the White Sox but it's funny you say that because I did hear that same thing that they're just guys playing baseball and like yeah that's well there. they got that they got that you know air quotes rookie um, Mercedes have you seen this guy no. So he kind of looks. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to trying to come up with the right way to say this without. He's kind of like a mini Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Oh, <laughs> he's just he's just like little round dude who just hits bombs, and uh, they were up. You know, excuse me for not having the facts straight here, but you know they're probably up like 15 to one. And there's an outfielder throwing lob 60 mile an hour pitches to him, and he hits a bomb. Oh, late yeah, in the yeah, game. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, remember that? And yep. it was like a big deal. Everybody like lost their shit about it. I remember that. And, yeah. Right. And Tony Larusa was very upset about it, saying that that's not, you know, it's, that's not necessary in the game. It's not old school. It's not all that shit. And a bunch of players around the league and on his team came out in his defense on Twitter. Oh my God, Twitter, go away. But this is the platform these days. So, you know, that was the issue. And that's when Tim Anderson came out and made the comment about Tony being their dad and them all just not listening. Now, we all know Tony LaRusso's friggin' bombed by seven or eight o'clock when these games start. So, like, what a scene that oh, clubhouse must be. I would love be, to be a, yes. a beat reporter for that team this year. It's, he's just the 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 staple. I, I I don't know if there's somebody that's running. I mean, when I heard whether I had forgotten or whatever it was that he was coaching, I was like, wait, wasn't you know? Didn't he die? Like, and I'm thinking of Tommy Lasorda, <laughs> yeah, right? Like from the Cardinals at ninety. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. You know, the manager. It, it, it's. There's a lot of talk about that stuff around here. I mean, I'm not sold on the Mets manager. But there are a lot of reports constantly coming out at how tight the team is. And um, Lindor deal, and Strowman have made comments publicly to the media that the, you know, the locker room is like the best locker room they've ever been a part of and blah, 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 and all that bullshit. That's always good stuff to hear when you're a fan. But then you go to the other, other side of town with the Yankees and where Aaron Boone is a clear pawn um, – for the GM and, and here I am drunk, not remembering his, uh, Brian Cashman. So, you know, they get swept by Detroit. Then they follow that up by splitting a series with Tampa that they should have won and blah, blah, blah. Like people normally, if it was the George, George Steinbrenner era, Aaron Boone wouldn't have a job. So there's a lot of that talk around here about what the importance of the manager actually is and all that kind of stuff. So, it's an interesting conversation to talk about, you know, the MLB manager and what, you know, but the, the analytics and stuff and just, so what's been going on recently, which you said you hadn't heard too much about, but which has been the topic of discussion here for 48 hours now is this. So the MLB cracking down on illegal oh, substances right, right, right. used by pitchers. Yep. And it's called spider tack or something. It's like a 10-year-old substance that apparently a lot of guys have used. 
And basically what it does is it's like a sticky, you know, it's, it sure. gives you more grip on the baseball, allows you to better grip the ball, get a higher spin rate. Spin rate is something that can be measured now by machines that they have and all this kind of crazy stuff. And I guess in 2018, Trevor Bauer actually spoke out publicly um, through this reporter who I actually listened to an interview with him today. And he's like, yeah, Bauer came, you know, and what Bauer did was he said, yeah, these guys are fucking cheating. They're using this spider tack. It's given him a better grip. And then Bauer went out in one of his starts for one inning, used the spider tack to provide, you know, analytics on how much better it improved his spin rate. Right. And so why this is now, this topic is now exploded over the last week is because MLB came out a week ago and said, all right, we're going to crack down on the use of, you know, all this foreign substances with the pitchers. Garrett Cole goes out last Thursday afternoon and gets completely shelled in an afternoon start. And then <laughs> Donaldson on the Twins gets interviewed and pinpoints Garrett Cole as a guy that was using it. Oh, and then the next right. day he gets bombed. So Cole had to get interviewed yesterday about it. And it was very awkward. It was a Zoom no, interview. That, and it was that's very the one awkward. that I saw, right? And I, right. I, I, I didn't know you the saw, I didn't even see it, it, but you saw it, right? Yeah, it was on Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he came out tonight and he fucking threw a gem. He gave up two solo homers in like six innings. He, he was fucking lights out. With spider tech, you know saying? That's what well, prob- probably. <laughs> so, but I mean, you know, then, then people start questioning DeGrom two days ago. And every Met player takes to Twitter and just says, get off this guy's back. It's got nothing to do with that shit. So, I mean, you know, it's kind of like a steroid conversation on the other side. Sure. Right. I mean, it's some, now, I mean, but it's, there's, you know, I don't know. There's, there's a always lot of arguments for in favor of the pitching here. Uh, so uh, Pete Alonzo, Mets star, future Hall of Famer, polar bear. <laughs> he gets interviewed today and they're like, so what do you think about this? And he goes, they're like, you know, do you think that they should be checked and all the stuff should be banned? And he, Pete Alonzo goes, Absolutely not. Pitcher, any advantage the pitchers can get as far as gripping the ball, he's like, I completely welcome it. He's like, I get pine tar. He's like, I have the spray. He goes, all those things that help me grip my bat. He goes, these guys, he goes, they've already got the, the uh, rosin bag out there. He's like, if they need a little extra help to hold the ball, they're throwing 90 plus miles an hour. I would prefer that they had a better grip because I don't want to take one off the head. And then we've got our guy, Kevin Pillar, who took one off the the face face. four weeks ago. Yeah, which is just, I mean, I watched that shit in slow-mo like 10 times. It's crazy. He's playing with this friggin', he's like the Dark Knight now. I mean, he's got this crazy Batman mask he's wearing when he runs the bases and stuff. So amazing point by Pete Alonso. He's going to be fine, no doubt. But he also said in his interview, he goes, the issue isn't this. He goes, the issue is Major League Baseball changing the complexion of the baseball dependent on who are the free agents coming up in the next offseason. So basically what he said is, well, if there's 10 sluggers that are up for huge contracts in the upcoming offseason, they dumb down the baseball. Oh, jeez. But he's – I mean – I'm, it's I'm, not statistically proven, but they literally have changed the baseball this year. It's it's a known fact. They outsource the production of their baseballs to other companies whenever they feel like it. Right. Which, I mean, that is, yeah, the fact that that's the baseball a problem. is ever changing. But 
listen, it's just like any other sport where golf and everything else, like it's a it's an ever moving target, right? For things to become as competitive as they can be. And yes. you know, as as far as the baseball is like changing all that. Well yeah, I mean you're as not changing as, the basketball, but then we had deflate gate, which, you know, that right. I mean, it's a yeah, I'm thinking, situation. yeah, I'm thinking of golf, but even in baseball, like bats change all the time. You never hear about fucking bats like they're wood bats, but they're still manufactured better. So they're lighter, they're stronger, they're, you know, um, but I was, uh, you know, I'm thinking about golf, like everything. Like we well, have yeah, all the technology of the golf yeah. balls and equipment clubs, changes I mean, all but the that's time. a different animal, I think. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I mean. Cheating's think, always been there in baseball, right? I mean, right. that comes up a lot when when they talk to the older guys in these conversations that are happening now over the over this season. A lot of them kind of say that without saying it. They they you know all all these older baseball players have just said, "Oh, you know, I mean, everybody's always kind of cheating." Like it's like they say it, but they don't say it. Well, everybody always scuffed the ball. Different, different. You know? uh, if you're not, tactic, if you're not but, the asshole whose whose bat broke and the cork flew out of it, right. I mean, you know, it's like there's like you want to call it gamesmanship, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's kind of always been there. Yeah, it's been there. Yeah, it's been there forever. It's just different thing, different year, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. But it's interesting. It's inter- it, it. It's an interesting aspect of baseball that's always kind of been there. But there's a collective bargaining agreement coming up. I mean, they're they're expecting a huge strike or work stoppage, if you Great. will. That would that's really, that'll be really good. For interesting baseball. in this time of like of our lives. But the first time, what was it happened in like the mid nineties? Yeah, somewhere 94. Like yeah, four yeah, or five, we yeah. were ki- we were like babies. I mean, I, it's going to be interesting to see that happen now with social media and, and just all the money involved and stuff. It's going to be pretty crazy. Speaking of, um, are you ready to go? Are you ready to go back to a game? Back to a Mets game? Like when? Oh, when, when are you going? Oh, absolutely. Go. I don't know. Um, I don't, you know, it's it's early June. Let's let's see. What, I mean, if they're really playoff contention, then I'm going to be going with with some of my buddies and stuff. But that we got to wait till later. Right now, it's just nice to have it on down the shore. Just having it on every night. I mean, it's it's just a it's a sense of normalcy. Last year wasn't normal. They played, but it was it was weird. So now it's just it's just good to be back let's you know let's let's see them compete if they're gonna roll all year i'm gonna spend some money and go to a degrom start there's no there's no doubt about it i have to i have to go this year um i I wish my kid was a little older but it's not time to take him yet so I'll, i'll figure it out i'm actually hoping i get to go for free from work because that's like benefits that have always been there but just haven't been since i started right um did you all right? So, Cubs Pirates. I just want to bring this up. Oh, this do you know the, this? Do you know this bun, play? The the uh, not the the it was drop the guy third, on third stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I know the play. Yes. All right. All right. I'm going to quickly recap the play. You correct me um, if I get any of the details wrong, and then I just have to ask you a question about it. All, all right. right. So, guy on third for the Cubs playing the Pirates. Ground ball to third, 
the ball doesn't reach, you know, like it doesn't pass third base. So the third baseman charges, fields it. As he releases to throw to first for the force out, the runner at third goes home. So the first baseman leaves the bag, catches the ball, so there no force out, right? The runner going to first, I think it was Baez, but I don't it doesn't matter. It's regardless. The runner out of the box running to first proceeds to run back to home. Yep. So the first baseman chasing him down then throws late to home. So the runner from third scores under the tag for the catcher. Catcher, yep. now the, the the initial batter running back to first. Catcher throws to first, throws it away. The batter proceeds to get to second base. My, my problem here is what the fuck? Who runs back to home as a batter? Running to first. Never in my life. I mean, now you have been around a lot more youth sports than me in your lifetime. Have you ever seen this before? I don't ever no. remember. Unless we're in T-ball and a kid runs to third on accident. Like, what is going on? No, so I think it was a smart play by the runner. So the throw from third to first pulled the guy off first base, right? So if Correct. the first baseman gets pulled off the base, then the next step is to tag him, right? And so I don't know if the runner going to first knew, I would assume he knew, but the play is always don't get tagged out. There's a runner coming home. Now, the first, the biggest issue in this whole play was the first baseman at that point could have literally just walked back to first base and touched first base and it would have been force out at first third out and it wouldn't have mattered if the guy from third scored five minutes before him the run doesn't count that's i didn't know there were two outs now i'm even there were two outs yes there were two outs god which makes okay you cleaned it up for me therein lies why this is so dumb and it's all it all it's all on pittsburgh so, okay, 100%. never mind. Yep. All right, so the conversation has to go any further. I did not realize there were two outs. Yeah, that was the biggest thing is, yeah. There were you two outs, just touch the fucking base. idiots. Oh, my God. <laughs> but fucking in all idiots. honesty, we it's so funny because we use this type of shit all the time, like in youth baseball. And, like, as you as a dad start coaching, what you don't realize is that you've been watching baseball for 40 years or 30 years, whatever it is. Yeah. And yeah, you yeah. expect these kids that have been watching baseball for five years to like to know, know everything. everything right? Right? <laughs> <laughs> and like you're the biggest asshole as it is. So, um, but it's, it's fun to see dumb errors on very fundamental things. Two outs, four set first, literally ends everything. Just, Get it done, right? Just I mean, get it, it done. Yeah. Does it matter if he crosses before the out? Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's crazy. See, you're gonna you're gonna be my my go to friend, obviously, when I start coaching. But let me tell you, I even uh, said to my wife recently, I was like, I don't know. I was like, I always thought I'd be one of those dads. I don't know if I can be one of those dads, and I'm gonna tell you why. So we got a field on our block, and. Uh, I take my kid out sometimes before dinner and he holds my hand. He's, you know, he's 
20 months old. We just walk up and down the block a couple times. So we even get to the field and there's baseball practice or games going on. He doesn't give a shit. But I'm watching. So I'm, I'm watching this practice. They're in uniform, but it certainly wasn't a game. Now, do you – did you ever use these pitching machines that they have? It's like the dad on the mound – Kind of had releases like, his foot off something. Yeah, and the it, mechanical. Like the arm. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, sure. I've used yeah, it's them. my first time seeing that. I think it's good though, obviously, because we can't throw a hundred pitches a day. Right. But you've got a dad doing that. You got a dad behind the catcher. You got a dad out at shortstop. You got a dad at first base coach. You got a dad out in the outfield. It's one kid's up. I watched him take like ten pitches. Swung at everyone. Finally hit one of them fair. But I'm telling you, after every fucking pitch he missed or fouled off, every dad on the field was encouraging him like it they like it was his kid. Oh, great swing. Don't worry. Bad pitch. Don't worry about it. Foul ball. Okay, that's all right. Just straighten that out. No big deal. And I'm watching. I'm going, what the fuck are you guys talking This kid struck out six <laughs> times. Get him to the dugout. Get the next kid up. Finally hits one over the shortstop's head and goes one base. And I'm watching going, "Mm mm-mm, this ain't for me. It's tough. I'm not not about giving every kid a trophy. I I can't live with this shit. I don't know. It's going to be a struggle for me. That's all I'll say. It's early. You're good. I I would assume that those kids, if they're using that pitching machine, are seven. Yeah, if that. Yeah, six, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's – I just never remembered – so like my kids finally at the age <clears throat> 9 10 11 years old where like you start playing baseball and like it's okay to strike out but it's not like oh good job johnny way to go it's like all right yeah next time hit the fucking ball let's go <laughs> you know like uh, yeah, it's it better be that way when i start i'm telling you but it dude now a lot. Dude, we'll we'll talk about it off air but the, yeah, we'll get to that. We're, we got the, a long the way youth to go sports <laughs> in this country have become absolutely ridiculous because everybody wants to be a fucking travel superstar. And every parent, I mean, it's this whole every parent pays $2,500. Everybody gets three uniforms, a bat bag. You travel to Wisconsin to go play in a tournament and you get your doors blown off by 35 runs and. Hey, good job, Johnny, but at least you got a uniform. Ugh. It's it's bad, dude. We'll talk. We'll talk. All right, play play the bumper. Uh, we'll get to talk about this off air. I'm going to say <laughs> things that should not be on record. Yes. All right, everybody. Uh, we'll be back <laughs> in uh, at least two weeks' time, uh, but we'll try to keep it timely. Uh, NBA playoffs are going on. Call in with your BSVs, uh, 708-316-8822, and that's it, man. I'll say hey, PC if you PC if you can uh, remember what you called in about call back in thanks for calling buddy <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network at bingemedia.net support the show by donating on Patreon at patreon.com/bingemedia subscribe to us on iTunes follow us on Twitter Facebook and Instagram and don't forget shut up I'm waiting